Do 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 intro music. Do 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 listen. Do 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 intro music. Do 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 everybody now. Everybody should have a soundtrack underneath everything that they say. It should be the way that the way that the way. Hey, welcome. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Good afternoon, evening, morning, or whenever you're listening. And welcome to Cheater and the Rude on the Progressive Radio Network. We are moving very slowly because we uh, got a blood clot and this herbal medication doesn't seem to be providing any real medical benefits. We hope you'll join us. Uh, this is Jeff Chrysler, author of the book Get Rich Cheating and other stuff. And I'm joined in spirit by Lee Papa, the rude pundit at rudepundit.something.something. What an interesting time it has been. Uh, it is. It will be. It, it will forever. Time is a flat circle, said Matthew McConaughey when... Reflecting upon the importance of all the uh, scientific discoveries that he had been given as lines to read in his show, uh, True Detective, and Matthew McConaughey. Let's let's just be honest. He, he has done some great work for us. I mean, our planet. You know, we this network is has no shortage of people decrying the end of civilization and and problems environmental and. Um, social and political and spiritual and look the movie Interstellar made some interesting points look either we're going to explore the universe and find a new home or uh, as a solution I, I'm convinced that our our species would be better off if we were to just blast Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway into deep space and with that I welcome you to another episode of Cheater and the Root on Progressive Radio Network. Uh, we are moving to New Jersey because the tax benefits are better. We hope you'll come with us. I don't even know what the PRN slogan is, but I do remember at one point it was uh, PRN, we are moving. You can't catch us. We hope that you will try because we'd like to sell you some things. Uh, nonetheless, Hello, I'm Jeff Chrysler. You can find me... Well, you're listening to me, so I guess I'm inside of you in a way. My dulcet tones are reverberating on the little... Uh, through the hair in your ear. Let's face it, you all have hair in there. They're boing, boing, boing off your... Uh, what are those drummy things called? Eardrums? And they're... Uh, I'm in your brain. Right now, I'm literally in your brain. And... Now I'm making you move your arm towards the button that says stop. Take it easy. I think I've got some relatable things to say. Probably not, but it doesn't matter because uh, I'm in your brain. As a matter of fact, brain, won't you please go and send Jeff Chrysler some money? All right, good. Point taken. Um, you may be wondering why am I avoiding starting. I'm avoiding starting because... I have had option paralysis. You ever go to a restaurant with a giant menu 
and you're sta- let's say you're standing there, you're not looking at the menu in your hand, but it's up on the wall because that makes for a better look if you're standing with your head tilted back and your jaw slack and your tongue drooling out and you're just scratching your head when there are a bunch of other people around. You know what there is a line to form because everyone's just sort of like milling about like an amoeba without any uh, amniotic fluid. And uh, that's what amoebas have, right? And uh, you got option paralysis. You don't know what to you like. Man, nacho sounds good, but so does an omelet. That's how I feel. I, I don't know what's... Here's my point. There, well, I don't, I don't really have a point. Here's a point. There is so much happening right now. As you listen to this, 8 o'clock Thursday, January 22nd or later. But if you're listening now, we're, we're doing a benefit for the Charlie Hebdo. Um, so that's why I'm not going to pimp it because it's happening too late. But there's so much happening from Charlie Hebdo to momentary fleeting things like deflate gate or the state of the union uh, discussions about Michael Moore uh, the stuff that's happening <laughs> there's just so many international issue war disease famine spiritual everything's happening and it feels like it's all compressed and it's all squishing down and and you want to solve things and you want to just spread it out and you want to just like stick your hands into the muck and, and spread your hands and sorry about that but spread your hands sorry about that but spread your hands but sorry about that spread your hands but sorry about that spread your hands okay you want to stick your hands in the muck and spread them out and, and grab it at something that you can pull out and shake the muck off and run under the water and be like, ha ha, here is an avocado pit and I'll plant this avocado pit and from that we'll grow a tree that will give life to a clean and pure and beautiful earth and future for everyone. But instead you're just looking at the muck and you're like, ah, oh, what do you do? And I'm torn, I, I, I've always tried to, no, I've always succeeded, I've always tried to operate in terms of themes, in terms of Grand ideas, not get too bogged down in, in momentary um, fleeting things that happen. Whether that's pop culture, I won't say I'm above pop culture, but um, even politics is pop culture in some way. You know, somebody said this on that talk show, and somebody responded on this way, and then ah, they inflated their balls. Um, that's a football thing, not a dirty thing. I was trying to avoid the momentary, although there's often room for fun there, but I, I try to think in, in big themes, and, and I look around the world and I, and I can't find a unifying theme um, and I'm trying to and the only thing I've come up with the only unifying theme I have for the state of humanity today is uh, fuck what the fuck and it just attention Attention, you'd think that that would release that tension, but it just builds this tension, this crippling option paralysis. It's like, fuck. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I have an adorable child who is pure innocence, reflects the great wonder that the universe has blessed me, a tiny, insignificant speck of dust with the opportunity to rub against another speck of dust and have the spark between these dust particles create a third dust particle whose whose potential and whose joy and whose innate humanity reflects a wonder in the universe that shakes me on my knees and makes me scream, Ha! Ah! 
Hallelujah! In light of the word of despair. And I think that, and then I think, yeah, but someone's probably already tweeted that it's not an original thought. And then I go back to and I want to do things. You know, they say all politics is local. Maybe that applies to action. You know, just, just, just fix your little corner of the world. Just, just stay in your lane. Just do your job. And it's true. If we all just do our job, we will achieve greatness. I, I pulled that for those who don't follow. I'm also a sporty. I'm a New England Patriots fan, and they have epitomized over the years doing your job, focusing, staying in your lane, and the team, well, the world will come together. And I believe that's true for humanity. If we all just focus on what we're supposed to do and do them, well, I think the machinery will keep moving forward. And that's great. But a lot of things with the but. For me personally, what is my what is my job? What are you listeners? What is your job in terms of what issues to care about? What what issues and concerns to give voice to? What action to take? And I don't... I don't... No, I mean I I curse myself by by trying to be a, a generalist of sort. I love it. I hate it. I love it. I hate I elate it, or I hub it, or I. <laughs> but what is it that we're gonna do? What is it that we're gonna do? That is the two of the many voices in my head asking each other. That's that's where what you know I talked. Last episode about the effect of and how it reminded me of that moment after 9-11 when I said, I got to move to New York because if this is an important enough place to attack, it's an important enough place to be. And I felt we if attacking satire or drew people to such extreme violence, then satire must be something important. And that's true. But then I find myself, hey, look. You have just a little bit of time. You have a lot of responsibilities. You have many, 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 many projects. How in the effing world are you going to focus and choose one and do it well? And I don't know. I could throw some news. In fact, So uh, Michael Moore is being attacked for his response to American Sniper. Actually, no, he was being attacked for what people perceive to be his response to American Sniper, rather just expressing his opinions. And um, it strikes me that I think this would be something useful for the world to do. You know, let me even back up. People have a knee-jerk reaction to something Michael Moore says. It makes me uh, inspired to create something, anything, a product to sell, and to uh, somehow claim it's a patriotic thing or particularly, you know, it has to gay guns and uh, then create a persona, a leftist persona to attack it, and therefore getting people on the right to, in reaction, simply buy it. And then I'd get rich and then I would fund a home for myself. But people react to Michael Moore with abject and instant hatred and condemnation, like much like they do with, with Barack Obama, and much like uh, let's be honest, we we uh, on the left, and I don't like call myself a liberal. I'm more of a progressive. Like I think that um, I used to have a really great joke. Something had to do with baseball should be played with a DH. Uh, 
but on grass. Or coke. <laughs> you can see um, grass, cocaine, uh, DH is, is moving forward, but I also traditional. I'm, I'm a traditional progressivist. I'm a progressive traditionalist. I'm a progressivist. Full of late. I'm a progressionalist full of late with an average sized wanker. All right. Uh, and my point is we on the left also will need your Kate react to people on the right. Whether those people are. Oh, what's his name? Uh, not Bill O'Reilly, the other guy, the other flagpole. Ten pole, one flag head, the other. What are you looking at, doll, on my bookshelf? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I, it's, I keep on thinking Stephen Colbert, but that's not it. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Just pick some Fox News personality or a Limbaugh or a, um, a Carl Rove or Dick Cheney. Or we react to whatever they say. We're, our defenses are up. We're ready to fight. Come on, bam, wrong. We do it too. It's my point. So this is what I think we should all do. Everybody around the world. You should find somebody you hate. And you should find one thing about them that you agree with. For instance. I don't believe that Ayn Rand ever publicly endorsed eating children. I agree with that. I agree with that stance of hers. Not publicly endorse eating children for the youthful energy that their flesh might provide to combat the premature aging that a purely evil soul has upon one's body. Uh, she never publicly advocated that, and I agree. So there's one thing I agree with Ayn Rand about. You know, the whole self-interest bullshit. It's, I know, but don't eat kids to stave off the aging process brought about prematurely because you have an evil soul. I agree. There are other ways to do that. Um, so that's my effort to make the world a better place. I think we should all do that. I think people on the right should find something they like about Michael Moore. Uh, he stood up for the working person. Oh, no, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like that. Because they wouldn't see that. It's all about perception. See, 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 perception has become so much of our reality. Bill Clinton, I heard him speak once talk about how we no longer have a fact-based dialogue. Perception has become our reality. If You know, Andre Agassi had it right back in those commercials. Images, everything. I mean, there's so much debate. Again, I'm a sporty guy. My team's in the Super Bowl, so I'm following sports a lot right now, and I can only think of sporting examples, but it happens in every industry. The phrase overrated. Is is Johnson overrated? <laughs> um, that Overrated? What does that even mean? I mean, you're not talking about, you know, a municipal bond who's, that has a rating that's too high because the reviewers are being paid off by the issuers. I guess it wouldn't be a municipal bond. It would be something, you know, Moody's and S&P reviewing some sort of corporate bond. But the point is, it's not the rating doesn't have any material impact on the value of or measure on uh, measurable value. Like how does how can someone be overrated? Because the rating you're talking about, like, is like, he's the best quarterback ever. Uh, it, the rating is determined by the same 
class of people, and I don't mean class like good, bad, upper, lower, I mean, you know, the same group of people that would then discuss whether or not they're overrated. Rating is just like, I think he's good, I think he's fat, I think he's tall, I think he's awesome, I think he's a girl. Whatever it is, the you, the initial rating to which you then question whether it's too high or too low is purely a subjective construct. So when you say you're someone overrated, you're saying nothing. Because who, you know what, you may think, <clears throat> you may believe that uh, someone is rating is at a certain level, but that's your judgment, A, of the person where you rate them subjectively, and B, some your judgment of some sort of cosmic, it's not even cosmic, some sort of uh, collective rating of that person. You don't know what the collective rating is, even if you do have data which establishes what the collective average rating of a thing is, you, yourself, your decision if he's overrated doesn't reflect everyone. I may rate something very, very low. Collectively, everyone else may rate it very, very high. For instance, McDonald's cheeseburgers. I, I, I can't think of the, I, I, not a, nah. but maybe you take a poll of everyone and they're like, oh, these are pretty good fast food burgers. Is McDonald's cheeseburger overrated? Well, maybe for the guy that puts it number one on his list, Morgan Spurlock, when he's eating them 30 days, 30 nights, be his own, you know, uh, version of almost four times Hanukkah, uh, but not... It was like a pointless... I mean, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say step back a little bit. Let's not get so far down the hole... Uh, perception so far down the hole of, of of echo chamber analysis that we that we lose sight of the basics of the fundamental building blocks of our lives and that we don't stop focusing on doing the fundamental things that have material impact on our lives and the lives of others and and the physical and spiritual uh, well-being of each and every creature which we genuinely care about do your job. Stay in your lane. Stay in your job. Do your lane. Do your stay. Stay your job lane. I guess what I'm trying to say is all this mixing up of words and phrases and lives and things and ideas is fine for me because <laughs> I'm a hypocrite who's questioning everything by going to you know, a restaurant late at night and choosing between an omelet and nachos and myself and I. It's not for everyone. Um, listeners, this is, I don't, you know, a lot of people come up to me and say, Jeff, how can I be just like you? And I say, hey, you don't want to do that. There's not room in this world for two of anyone. And I, I certainly cannot afford to feed another person with the snacking appetite that I, I, I eat my feelings so much. If, if, if someone were to eat similar feelings to me at the same time, I can't even, you know, what's going to happen when we crap this all out on some therapist? That's, that's my question. So the uh, State of the Union happened. And uh, I'd like to play for you um, a little clip from the State of the Union. Um, this is essentially uh, someone cut together some of the best points, and then we will discuss. So uh, take, a, take a listen. 
one of my least favorite phrases from a TV show I produced where every time we'd cut the video of something, the host would say, now take a listen. You know, you're not, you're not taking a listen, you're watching. Here, however, on the radio, Progressive Radio Network, we are uh, we're scratching our balls. I hope you don't mind the dust. Uh, I'm going to say, take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, President Barack Obama will now deliver his 2015 State of the Union Address. My uh, fellow Americans, I come before you tonight with a series of proposals that uh, I believe Americans need and support and that will never, really never, get approved by Congress. Ever. First of all, America's young workforce needs to be trained. So I believe the first two years of community college should be free for all students who keep their grades up. It's a great idea, and I believe Congress will approve it, just as soon as U.S. Education Secretary Arne Duncan starts shitting moon rocks. Or how about uh, raising taxes on the wealthy and uh, cutting taxes on the middle class? Trickle-down economics never worked, and it's about time Congress admitted that and reversed that policy. And they will, right after I eat my own head. So, why didn't I propose this stuff five years ago? Well, because Congress wouldn't touch it then, just like Congress won't touch it now. So, why am I proposing it tonight? Well, that's simple. Fuck you. That's why. I am drunk. I am smoking pot again. Michelle and I are having sex in every room in the White House. I let Joe Biden put a trampoline in his office. I am just going to spend the next two years proposing the best ideas you've ever heard in your life. Then, when the Congress that you elected does absolutely nothing, I'm going to laugh in your stupid faces. Then I'm going to get in that big chair in the Oval Office and spin around like a kid until I throw up. I am so high right now. Any hooty hoop. I think I'm just going to take my shoes and socks off now, loosen my tie, maybe give John Boehner a little dance, see what he does. God bless you. God bless America. I don't believe in God. I never did. Fuck you. So obviously that was not the state. <laughs> that was the, the final edition, which I keep on giving out to you people. I don't know why you're not over there. We join our YouTube. If we get enough YouTube listeners, we will get the money to make sure that we don't have to ask you here to come with us. We will send a car to pick you up. It'll be PRN. We are moving forward, and thanks to the final edition and all the listeners who joined up on their YouTube channel, we are able to come pick you up so you can come with us. It's long, it's wordy, it'll be shortened to... But go to the youtube.com slash the final edition one and uh, subscribe. Don't go to the final edition. That that guy's messed up. The final edition one, the number one. Or just listen. Go to the final edition.com or listen. To, you know, we get a half hour version of the show follows this show every Thursday. And then uh, in the archives is the full hour. For, we're making an hour of fresh, hot radio every week. Can you... 
Can you dig that? I mean, that is just Donkey Kong, but we're doing it for you um, because we're idiots. We've been doing it for years. We have like 650 sketches that we've done. We have like a jillion hours. We have, no, what do we have? We have two, three, we have like 150 hours. Why? Because why do something that actually earns money when you can do something that, that makes you... Anyway, the point is, State of the Union was sweet. Obama uh, getting a lot of heat in the chattering head class for his little improv line when he said, I don't have any more clowns that are on. That's how he talks now. Uh, and the Republicans derisively applauded. Oh, good. No more campaign. And then he said, yeah, I know you're happy, mother efforts. I want them both. And everyone's like, and they're all like, I'm just happy to see that the GOP has the same sense of humor, the same ability to take jokes as the Charlie Hebdo assassins. Essentially, they're coming back and they're saying, that wasn't maybe presidential of him. He shouldn't have done that. When I yelled out, you lied. He should have just taken... He should stop doing all these good things for the country. We're trying to make it really bad so we can blame him. I wish Obama... Do you think Joe Biden will run? Wouldn't that be sweet? He's the only guy that can really run on the uh, on the accomplishments of this past year. I think... Of past year. Of this past administration. Hillary's got to distance herself. Hillary's in, in that weird... She's kind of in trouble because she doesn't know where is she going to place herself. But Obama could look things, if they continue to turn around, things improve. And look, I know this station is full of the criticisms and I share the criticisms. He's an imperfect uh, president for an imperfect world. And But let's, things are good. Er. <laughs> Biden is the only one that can really lay claim and, and, and take... Um, Take rain and say, look, there was Al Gore's biggest feeling. He's never said, I'm the third term of this, which everybody would have wanted. He ran away from Clinton. Anyway, the GOP reacted weird. I, I was not actually, not actually that interested in, in the State of the Union this year. I wanted to see something where it really mattered. Like the Koch brothers shareholding meeting. Da-na-da-da-na. Shareholder meeting. Like, let's back. Like the Koch brothers shareholders meeting. They're privately held, so it'll just be the two of them. Uh, I liked how the Republicans engaged in nonviolent protest. Right? You think they would respect that as a thing? I wish Obama had sort of announced a relax initiative where everybody panicked about the end of the world, about Ebola and money and blah 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 and gas and whatever. Like, I'm just chill and <laughs> just take it hug your children relax everything's gonna be fine you don't got nothing to worry about just bring it on now go down go down bring it on down go down go down when I won't put it down put down put down we're gonna dig it dig it down go down go down now every little opening of a show needs some music to make it start and go and every little show in the middle needs a little bit of song like this you see but the thing and the truth and the way that it goes is that it is not the middle of the show this is almost the end so let me finish I like to be like Popeye with my you guys are so good, I don't even need to fill that in. I did, you don't even need to fill that in. Uh, what I need to do is I need to get out of here. Um, thank you for bearing with us here at Cheater and the Rude. You know what? Here's the deal. Go to Jeff Chrysler, J-E-F-F-K-R-E-I-S-L-E-R.com or Twitter slash Jeff Chrysler, same spelling, or Google it, or go to Get Rich Cheating and then follow it to me. 
and and send in some emails, send some tweets, send some Facebooks, and let me know what you're thinking. Buy my book. What the hell? Fund it. Make it make it so I can afford to just do this nothing all the time. Hire me to speak at your event. Hire me to write for you. I can actually do things professionally, not just stream of thoughtedly, stream of thoughtedly or swathlate. I think I think the point is, um, you guys are great. I've been doing the show on and off for four years now. Respond to me, and then we'll get Lee back in here, and we'll all party. Um, I think what we've learned tonight is flagship hate and love one another because that's what the universe wants. This is Cheater on the Road on the Progressive Radio Network. We are moving towards complete world domination. Uh, we hope you don't mind. Good night, everybody. Here's the outgoing theme. Boom, 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 boom. No, I won't. Listen to the final edition. Coming up next. Do, 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 do. Be your own friend.